Hello, everyone. My name is Pastor Edwin. Welcome to my podcast. Let's open up in prayer real quick. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time here. I thank you for allowing us to come together into your holy word that we may allow it to pierce our hearts, Lord. Father, I pray for this piercing of your word into my heart that may cut me going in, Lord, that I remember to repent to you of my sins, remember my transgressions, that I may come to you, Lord. But also, Father, I pray that the word cuts me on the way out, that I may remember that I need you always in my life, that I, the things that you have taught me and brought to our hearts to remind us that without you, we cannot do these things, Lord, that we need you to receive the things that you give to us. Father, I thank you for this setting. Let their hearts and minds, those that are listening, be open to this setting, that you, your word may pierce their hearts also, Lord. And we come to you with glory, Father, as we pray to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Today, I want to share with you something very awesome, everyone. God bless you. Glad you're here. Um, open your Bibles to Matthew's chapter 16. Uh, and we're going to start at verse 13, where Peter is confessing to Jesus who he is. Uh, where they've already been through uh, several things here as they uh, um, were confronted by the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they started asking Christ different questions and the warnings that Christ gave about them and so forth, um, where the Sadducees were asking him questions. And Jesus would come now, came in verse 13, we'll start off right there, where Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi. He asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that I also say to you that Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. And this part here is so, it's beautiful because uh, who do we say Christ is in our hearts and minds? We spoke about this before, but this bringing coming back into this, we, we learn something new. We learn something new because a lot of people, uh, are, I mean, they forget the hidden things of God that he has shown us. The hidden things that, in, like in verse 16, uh, what was hidden to the whole world was who Jesus was. The one hidden thing is only revealed to someone that God wants to reveal it to that person. Like for instance, some prophets would receive word from God to reveal secrets from heaven 
Um, it wasn't always warnings that the prophets were bringing. As you read scripture and study, that the prophets weren't always just bringing warnings, even though a lot of warnings did come out. But it was also speaking in things that were to come, things that the Spirit of God was uh, 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 letting us know today. But then to the prophets was God speaking into their hearts and their minds um, and letting them know what it is that's to come uh, like these little secrets where Jesus clearly says to Simon <clears throat> that um, he's blessed because not man did not reveal it to him he says for flesh and blood which is man has not revealed this to you but my father who is in heaven so God reveals certain things to who he wants to reveal things to and um, so here's the rest of this uh, uh, devotion today where it falls into us remembering things like when we went to school and learned our ABCs, we learned um, by using our five senses and our logical abilities to gather information and sort those things out, right? So we can tell the difference. And some people, even though it's a hard task, some people can can decipher the, um, the uh, uh, recite, I mean, the alphabet backwards from Z all the way to A, I, which I find is not too hard, but I can't, I wouldn't be able to do that fast. I'd need some practice, but some people can do it automatically because of those senses that they've, they've placed them into a, a, a place where they use them all the time. Okay. They sort them out. That kind of knowledge is called natural knowledge, right? And it's the only kind most people know anything about, but in the kingdom of God, there's another kind of knowing. There's another kind of knowing, one that works its way from the inside out, from the outside in. It's called revelation knowledge. You ever heard of revelation knowledge? And this is what I meant by when I spoke, mentioned prophets or or even those, um, uh, some pastors receive it as well. And just regular, uh, regular people. I mean, it doesn't have to have a title. It could be someone that's devoted to God. Like Peter, he was devoted to Christ first and foremost before he received any type of title. Um, and after he said that to Jesus, and Jesus said, this is where I'll build my rock, my, my church on this rock, right? So he gave him a bit of a title there. But see, the revelation knowledge is big because we know it's coming from heaven. It's coming from God. And if you know what revelation is, it's telling us something that's come to pass, that's about to happen. Jesus spoke about this kind of knowledge in, in Matthew 16. He just asked the disciples again, what do you say I am? Peter had answered him, saying to him, you're Jesus, you're the son of God, you're the Christ, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. So, and then he's reminding him that blessed he is, blessed, because he received that. So if you're receiving some type of um, knowledge from God this way, uh, that revelation knowledge, Consider yourself blessed because that's what Jesus responded to Simon with. Blessed are you, Simon, he said, you know, because flesh and blood, the man did not show him who he was, but it was God the Father in heaven, in heaven, that showed Simon who Jesus really is. In other words, Jesus was saying, Peter, you didn't learn this information through your physical senses. You received it another way. You received it directly from God. And that's big to receive things directly from God. And sometimes that could actually uh, uh, um, poke fear in some people today because of the fleshly walk. That some of us walk in the flesh and not in the spirit. 
and we are called to walk in the Spirit. That way, those um, fruits of the Spirit are evident in our lives, and we can see that it is actually from God and not from some other source or from from other, from the enemy itself himself. That it is directly from God. If you ever had a revelation like that, you know that when it comes, it changes things. It makes you see old things in entirely new light. It gives you such unshakable confidence. As Jesus said to Peter, the gates of hell cannot prevail against you. The revelations like that don't come easily. You see, they don't just pop up all of a sudden. It's like when God blesses you, he doesn't just let things come and fall straight in your lap. Um, sometimes he'll put the blessing out in a field, in an open field, and you have to go out there and get it. But before you go get it, you have to do certain things like um, the man that, that bought the field, right? He was talking about how um, it was a parable that Jesus used. I'm just going to paraphrase real quick. I don't remember where that's where exactly that's located at. Well, the part where Jesus said that a man that came and found treasure in the field and the treasure that he found in the field, he sold everything that he owned in order to buy that field. And everyone thought he was crazy and dumb because he just purchased, you know, sold everything he owned in his life. He gave everything up to go buy an empty field. But see, they didn't know what was there. Something was revealed to him, a blessing in that field. So he went and grabbed it, right? So that's what I'm talking about. It, it, I mean, it, when you start to see the old things in an entirely new light, this is considered one of those old things where you say to yourself, well, I'm not going to live this way anymore. All these old things are gone. I see the blessing that God has placed out there for me to, for, for me to go and reach for it. Not all the time does he place it in your hands. And when it does happen, it just arrives. It's there. God is the one that arrives on time every time. And when you receive a blessing like that, it pops up. It's there in your hands. It's not um, notification that it's coming. It's not someone telling you that this is going to happen and it's coming. That's not the type of blessing I'm talking about. This type of blessing is the one out there that you can clearly see because of what you have given up. You've given up things of the old and in entirely a new light, you see the gifts that God gives you so you can go and get those things. The things that fall in your lap, of course, those blessings are one are, are great. They're the ones that we praise God the most. We sing hallelujah to. We give glory and testify how through, um, through our works, again, again, proof of the us walking in the Spirit. All right, the fruits of the Spirit, where we receive those blessings back to us, and they just pop up, and it's there. Like all of a sudden, uh, for instance, one blessing that I had a while back, I was expecting a different type amount of money in the mail. And in fact, I received a larger sum that was shocking to me. And I considered that a miracle in praising God because it was exactly what was needed at the time. And those are the type of things that I'm talking about. Not that it was planned. I didn't know that was coming. It just popped up and it was there. That's how God does that to us. But when also he gives us other blessings that we can see for other purposes, like um, let's say ministry. All right. Puts a way out there and you got to go get it. But only because you don't, you turned away from those old things and allowed 
him to uh, give you a new enlightenment on the new things, entirely new light. And and like I said, it gives you an unshakable confidence. You know, like Jesus said to Peter, the gates of hell can't prevail against you. But revelations like that don't come easily. Like I mentioned, you have to meditate the word and search the spirit of God for them because they are hidden in him. A lot of these things, revelations are hidden in God. And if we're not in the word and we're not meditating uh, on searching God for them, then we're not going to receive them as we think we are. We'll start to think of what they could be and use that. And entire, and in fact, those would not be it. The Bible says God has hidden his wisdom, wisdom for the saints, not from us, but for the saints. In um, 1 Corinthians, I have your 1 Corinthians 2, 7 through 9. And notice he's hidden it for you, not from you. He wants you to have it. And don't think, however, that God is just... Um, going to drop great revelations into your lap like, like I was explaining about certain blessings they don't always just drop in our lap so these great revelations don't just drop in our lap while we're watching television and doing other things we actually have to seek God out we have to seek him out and if you're hungry for revelation knowledge get yourself in a position to receive it by meditating the word praying and fellowship with the Lord that means spending a lot of alone time with him and without complaining to him that you're bored, you got nothing to do, but you're in, in, in fellowship. And that's one thing I want to say that when you're in fellowship with God, and, and, and I think back when Moses was in fellowship with God and he was able to go into the tabernacle, you know, and be in the presence of, of the Shekinah glory, in the presence of God and, and how great that must have felt at that moment in time that he could actually feel feel the illuminated light on his body right and and just know this is my god this is my god right how great that must have felt i mean what we feel today when we go into his presence we feel the holy spirit moving us and then we receive we refeel we feel the presence of god his shekinah glory upon us right but we praise him even more what a great feeling that is you know, to be able to do that. And I, I say that we have to be in fellowship, in fellowship with the Lord to receive these things. And that's spending time alone with Him. Then we begin to receive those re- revelations from Him. It's the most exciting kind of learning there is. This kind of learning comes from Holy Spirit in you, leading you and guiding you into these things. See, because there's there is a striking and there is a big difference between knowing about God and knowing God. We may know the right God words, yet not experience God. And I mean, the amount of videos that we can watch on YouTube or Facebook or anywhere else that we can watch how people experience God and what they've done and this and say and, and follow that. The only true experience is to dig deep into the word and what i mean by dig deep is to read and pray to god going in and pray to god coming out anointing your forehead and fasting as jesus christ directed us to do these are also signs of the spirit in us walking in the spirit only in jesus the son of god can we truly know god the father what do we think of god makes it true a big difference a tremendous difference in our lives where we get our ideas of God makes also a big difference too like I said 
where we're going to get that. We could watch videos all day long on how people experience God and what they're seeing. Um, even when it comes to the point of speaking in tongues, there's people that watch videos to learn how to do that because they feel they're going to be accepted because they did that. We can gather up data and develop our own image of God, or we can allow God to reveal himself in a self-portrait, his son, Jesus Christ. So I say, yes, Jesus, yeah. If God is like you, my heart says yes, but it is hard to let go of old ideas, my Lord, feelings and images, and this we know, Lord, and we come to you with this. Give me the grace, give us the grace, Lord, to bring them all to you, letting your Holy Spirit cleanse and replace the false God images that we have carried so long in our lives, Lord. Let let him fill our hearts and minds with the vision of yourself. And Lord, we thank you and pray, Father God, to bring you the glory always and forever. In the name of Jesus, amen.